This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Chuck Ford and Relate Church in Byron, Mississippi. For more information, please visit RelateChurch.com. Well, God's good. And um, so tonight, you know what, what I want to do? The Lord gave me three words to live by for 2017. And uh, I know he said it to me, but I, I just got to, I have a feeling that, that you can just pick it up too. I, I just think you can use it too. And you can live by these words. And, uh, you know, whatever God says, whatever he says, whatever, no matter what he says, he can bring it to pass. Yeah. He, and... Uh, it's not just that he can, he will, if he can just get us to hook up with him. And so what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to give you three words to live by. But then next first Wednesday, so you've got a whole month to wait on this <laughs> and anticipate this. He, I, and, and I'm going to pray about it more, but I believe that he spoke something else to me that if we'll do these three words, if we'll begin to act on these three words, the benefit of it is what I'm going to share with you next Wednesday. Not next Wednesday, next first Wednesday. So it'll give you a whole month to put this into practice. Y'all, y'all look, sometimes we want God just to kind of wave his magic wand over us and uh, we don't have to do anything, but how many of you, we, we got something we got to do too. We, we have to cooperate with him. And, uh, and I'm just telling you, you're going to want the benefit. And you and I will be in a totally different position in a lot of ways than we are right now. In our health, in our joy, in our relationships, in our money, in our... Uh, in every area, we, we can just be in a, in a totally different position. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll give you one of the words. So I got three things to live by tonight, but I'll give you one of the words, and it's kind of connected to what I'm going to talk to you about next month. And it's the word fullness. Everybody say fullness. fullness. You ought to look that up in the dictionary. You only think you know what that means. Um, fullness. Anybody ever been full before? I remember one time we went to me and I think it was Pastor Paul. I don't know. It was a few of us. We went to to watch the Dallas Mavericks play basketball in Dallas, and uh, we had a friend there. That somehow he he got tickets up to in one of these suites there at the arena. And so we got there early, and we, I think we went and ate something about 2, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I think we ate at the Cheesecake Factory. And then at about 4.30, we went to this steak place. <laughs> I'm, I'm not lying. And then we got to the basketball arena, and you're up in these suites, and it's kind of like all the free food you can eat. And I'm, not, I'm not talking about nachos I'm talking about food food and so we ate again I was so full I couldn't draw a breath to sneeze 
Have you ever been that full before? I mean, you, I mean, just miserable full. Well, there's another fullness that we can partake of and that we can enjoy, and it's not painful. <laughs> and, you know, opposite of being hard to breathe, be really easy to breathe. And, uh, and so next month, I'm going to share something with you kind of, that kind of dovetails with that, but it's exciting. But it's no use us talking about that if we don't, if we don't do these three words to live by. Because it's these three, these three words to live by that's really going to just propel us and, and move us into this other thing. So y'all, y'all want to hear it? Yeah. All right, before you hear it, you've got you to go ahead and make up your mind that you're not just going to hear it. But you're going to do it. It's not the hearers of the word who get blessed. James 1 says it's the doers of the word who are blessed. So you got you to be a doer of the word. That means you got to act on it. And it means you got to begin acting on it immediately, right? you got to do the word. And so let's pray. And, and I'm, I'm going to pray kind of generally and then... I'm going to just pray a prayer that I want you to repeat, repeat after me, okay? All right, so Father, I give you thanks and praise, Lord. I thank you that your anointing's here. I thank you that your presence is here. I thank you, Lord, that your, your word is powerful, and it runs swiftly, and it has entrance into our heart and entrance into our life in Jesus' name. Now everybody pray this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I commit tonight that I will hear but I won't only hear. I will be a doer of your word. And I ask you for your help and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Everybody say again, I'm going to be a doer. Amen. Going to be a doer. Y'all know who John Osteen is? You know who Joel Osteen is? Well, his dad was probably one of the, the greatest preachers ever. And, uh, Man, he used to wave his Bible around. Everybody waved their Bible around and said, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I'll boldly confess. And then he went on. I forgot what he said, but he went on and he said some things, and people were just shouting. But it's important to get excited about the Word. Amen. So three words to live by or how to live your life in 2017. And again, this is what the Lord spoke to me. So I, I just took it personally, but I prayed about this and I believe that he just let me know it'd be all right if you picked it up too. Amen. So in, in 2017, I will be, here's the first word, word focused. Now, you know, and let's be careful about saying, oh, I thought we were going to hear something new. I thought we was going to hear something new. You know, I, you really don't need to hear anything new. We, but in 2017, I'm going to be word-focused. Word-focused. So that means my mind's got to be on the word. That means when, when, when stuff comes up, 
stuff comes up, I got to ask myself, what does the word say? What does it say? You know, there's, y'all know just because something's printed in a book doesn't mean it's worth the dollars you pay for it. Anybody can put something in a book. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean that it's going to set you free. Doesn't mean it's going to give you answers. This is where your answers are, right here. This is where your answers are. And so, but we need to be word focused. And so, you know, I'm just amazed that what people sometimes shout about and get excited about. And then you start looking and it's nothing. It's cotton candy. It doesn't nourish the spirit. It doesn't produce faith. Doesn't strengthen. Amen. And so, but, but this word will. Amen. So we need to be word focused. Um, you know, Jesus gave us, he, he talked about that parable about the man who, who built his house. Actually, two guys, they built their house. One built his house upon, on the sand, and, and the, the rain came, and the wind came, and it blew, and it beat up on that house. And, and what happened to that house? Y'all tell you what happened to that house? It fell. Then this other guy, he, he built his house on the rock. And the same wind came, and the same rain came, and it beat up on his house. But what happened? That house didn't fall. Why? Because it was founded on a rock. And the, and the illustration that Jesus was making is about his word and taking heed to his word and being word-focused, being a word person. You know, to be a word person, you would have to read your Bible. <laughs> Wouldn't you? If you're going to be a word person... Uh, that means you, you know a little something about it. And so you got to read your Bible. It's fine to read your devotional books. It's fine to read other books. But none of that trumps this. Right? And so we need to be word-focused. Uh, and I want us to be very careful about cute sayings. about cute little sayings that you hear, or I say, or that not necessarily God's Word. You know, have you ever heard this one before? God will never put on you more than you can handle. You ever heard that? Do you know that's not Scripture? Did you know that's not a Bible verse? So that's what I'm talking about. Word focus. What, what does the word say? So people say, well, God's not going to put on you more than you can handle. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. He's not putting stuff on you that would burden you. 
He's not putting things on you that would weigh you down. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He said, oh yeah, but Pastor Chuck, it says that like in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 or something, that God won't put on you more than you can handle. No, it doesn't. It says God will not allow you to be tempted or tested above that which you're able to stand. didn't say that he's putting it on you. God, so, so that's what I'm talking about. We, we, we got to be word-focused, ask ourselves, you know, what does the Word say? What, what does the Word say about that? Because the Word has your answers. You say, well, Pastor Chuck, that seems real elementary. I know, but we, we've got we've to make sure that we, we, our house, my shoes untied, that, that, that we're, we're built up on this rock. We, we, we got this fortress beneath our feet where it doesn't matter what the storm comes it doesn't matter what the trial is it doesn't matter what the test is it can beat up on our house but guess what we might look a little weathered on the outside but we stand it might knock a little pain off of us but guess what we stand we're not going to be moved we're not going to be shaken we're not going to fall amen so word focused uh jesus and he gave one illustration about traditions. And he said this in Mark chapter 7. He said, you say if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is Corban. Now, Corban is a, is a gift. And it's a gift that you would bring to enter into the, to the presence of a king. So, you know, you, you know that scripture, the gift, your gift will make room for you. That doesn't mean your spiritual gifts are going to put you... It means that your and we all have that we our, we have a gift and really it's our praise, it's our worship that we can take before God and it gives us access to His presence. But He said, whatever whatever gift, talking to His parents, whatever gift you thought you was going to receive from me, you know what? I decided I'm going to give that gift to the Lord. I'm going to give that to the Lord. And, uh, and then notice what Jesus said. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have, which you have handed down. There's been so many things that have just been handed down. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Handed down. You just never know what God's going to do. Hand it down. You just never know when your time's going to come. Hand it down. We're not promised tomorrow. Hand it down. Y'all listening to me? Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard somebody today. I was eating lunch. heard somebody today. Well, you know, he's talking to the guy next and, and the table next to him. We just never know when your time's going to come. Not promised tomorrow. I'm thinking, man, I wonder if I should say something to him. <laughs> the Word of God tells me with long life, he'll satisfy me. Well, if I'm not satisfied, it's not my time to go. Everybody say, be word-focused. Word. So you'd have to get in the Word, right? You would really have to know what the word says, because, or else you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to do like Jesus. Uh, uh, uh it's written. You see, Jesus was word focused. You know the devil can quote some scripture to you. 
It's always out of context. It's always twisted. It's always got this angle to it. He, he can quote it. And so you need to know the word at least as good as the devil does. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you got to know it just as, I mean, at least as good as the devil. And so when he comes at you and he does, you say, uh-uh, uh-uh. It is written. And let me tell you exactly what he was saying there. Okay, so, so number one, everybody say word focused. So I'm going, I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to double down on being word-focused. There's a, there, over in the book of Acts, it talks about a group of people. They were called the Bereans. And Paul was commending them because they just didn't swallow everything hook, line, and sinker that they heard. They studied to see if those things were true or not. And that's what you and I, whether I'm preaching it or somebody else is preaching it, we need to look in our Bible and settle on it for ourselves. Is this the word? Oh, Pastor Chuck, does it really matter? Only if you want to be victorious. Only if you want to be healed. Only if you want to walk in freedom. Only if you want to enjoy the fullness. I mean, if you don't care about anything like that, no, it doesn't matter. You can, just, you can just listen to anything and eat anything and watch anything and no matter what. And you can just, you can just but it's not going to help you. Everybody say word focused. Word. Number two, faith empowered. I'm going to live 2017 faith empowered. Faith empowered. Empowered. Do you know that faith is really something that you and I should be a lot more interested in than sometimes we are? Because we've been told that we are to walk and to live by faith. Faith is to be a lifestyle. It ought to be faith in the morning, faith at noontime, faith when the sun goes down. I mean, we ought to live our life in faith, by faith, through faith. The just, the righteous shall live by faith. And it is an empowering lifestyle. I mean, the, the faith is, is so empowering because it enables you and I to get supernatural results in a very natural world. It, 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 it enables us to get supernatural answers when a natural answer won't suffice. It'll enable you and I to, to receive supernatural help when natural help is not enough. It'll enable you and I to receive supernatural provision when your job's not getting the, the job done or it's not enough, or you lose it. Everybody say faith empowered. Faith, empowered. faith is, an, is an awesome, awesome power. You know, Ephesians 1.3 says that, that God is able to do exceeding abundantly 
above all that you can ever ask or imagine. And then it, but he finishes, according to what? The power that's at work within you. And if you go ahead and you study that out, he's talking about the power of faith. The power of faith is a very empowering lifestyle. Now, y'all want to get excited for a minute? Okay. I hope you can get excited. I'm, I'm excited about this. And I already said, this is the way I'm going to live. And I know everything because I'm like you. I, I'm not anointed to live this. No more anointed to live this than you are. And so I have things come against me and I have thoughts come against me and, and I'll wake up some mornings and, and man, I just, you know, let's go back to sleep or dealing with whatever, right? But we don't have to live like that. We can live faith and power. Now notice this. In Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, now this is, everybody say Jesus said. Jesus said, almost all things are possible to him who believes. So that's what I'm talking about being word focused. Y'all knew right off. No, that's not right. That's not what that said. What did he say? All things. So if all things, I have one preacher tell me, Tie my shoe. Y'all excuse me while I bend over. <laughs> hey, I'm getting better at this. I've lost a little bit of weight, and so I can actually, hey, I, I can bend over and tie my shoes without seeing stars. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I'm almost as skinny as Tommy Hill right there. We were, we were standing side by side last night, and I said, I'm, I'm, I, look, I'm almost as skinny as Tommy, aren't I? This other guy's standing around, they looked at me, and they're like, nobody said a word. <laughs> I, said, I said, at least give me some encouragement. I'm, I'm heading in the right direction anyway. What were we talking about? Oh, th this preacher. This preacher, he, he said, where well, all things are possible... They're not probable. Now, why in the world would Jesus even say it? All things are possible if they weren't probable. All, th all things. I, I want you to think. Just y'all say it. We say all things. Think about your life and what needs to change. Think about your money and what needs to change. Think about your health, what needs to change. Think about your relationships and what needs to change. Think about your family and what needs to change. And what did he say? All things are possible. There's one scripture that says all things are possible with God. And we, oh yeah, all things are possible with God. But notice, all things are possible to who? To those who believe. To those who believe. 
You know, you can believe God, and we don't have time to go into it, but you don't believe God with your head. You believe God with your heart. I mean, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about your, that, that pump right there, the pumping blood through. I'm talking about your, your innermost being, your, your spirit. You believe God with your spirit, with, I mean, the real you on the inside. And so you can have all kind of doubts swirling around in your head. You can have all kind of circumstances swirling all around you, and you can stand steadfast in your faith and believe God. And believing God is not, it's not, well, we're going to see if something happens. No, you believe God. You know the outcome before you feel the outcome, before you see the outcome, before you... Holding the outcome, you know the outcome already. And if you don't, it's not faith. Faith is an assurance. Faith is a knowing. Faith is a confidence that the things that you hope for, you'll actually see it. You're not guessing. It's not wishing on a star. Believers have no business wishing on a star. It's not going to help you. But you can believe God. You can believe God. Now, how many things are possible? Would it be possible... Let me ask you, is it possible for you to get totally debt-free? Yes. I'm not talking about everything but your house. I'm talking about everything. All of it. Well, you can't ask your head that. Because your head starts saying, well, you know, I only make, say I make this. <laughs> Oh, I can be debt-free. It's going to be 30 years, though. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. You see, you can't ask your head. You can't ask your head how long. You can't ask your head. Well, you can't ask your head how. I mean, there, you understand there's a natural side. You can't, you can't be foolish. But you can be you can be the you can be the smartest financial whiz ever, and still not make it. But with God, all things are possible. And for him who believes, all things are possible. Jesus made some really remarkable remarkable statements. One of them is in Matthew 21. And he had just, and, and this is one of the questions I'm going to ask him when I get to heaven. Jesus, why did you curse that fig tree? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why he did it. But he did it. And, uh, man, it, it just withered. 
at his word. And Jesus said uh, in Matthew 21, 21, Assuredly, I say to you, so he's talking to his disciples. Anybody a disciple in here? A follower of Jesus? He said to his disciples, If you have faith and do not doubt. Now you can't, I said this Sunday, I'll say it again. Keep it from building a nest in your hair. And you can't keep doubtful thoughts coming to your mind. But you don't have to sit there and think about it. You don't have to act on them. Those things don't have to escape your lips. You don't have to say it. You don't have to continue to think and run a movie through your head about it. You don't have to do that. You can shut it off. That's what the Word talks about, taking every thought captive to what? The obedience of who? What does that mean? Bring it into subjection and the obedience of His Word. No, that's not the Word of God. See, we're going back to Word. You can't be faith-empowered if you're not, faith, not Word-focused. You just can't. So he says, If you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree. Now let's just stop. Don't read over that. Did he say that if you had faith and you did not doubt, that you could do exactly what he did? He said that you could do exactly what he did, and not only that, he said, but also if you say to this mountain. He didn't say if you pray to this mountain. He didn't say if you pray about this mountain. He said if you say to this mountain. What are you going to say to the mountain? Mountain. Please move out of my way. God, please do something about the devil for me. You're wasting your time. Because God didn't tell you he's going to do something about the devil for you. He already did something about the devil for you. Now he tells you to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. The devil's afraid of you. If you just know who you are and you'll take your place, he's afraid of you. He doesn't want to get within 10 feet of you. He doesn't want to. I mean, you, you get so on fire for Jesus and you start living a word-focused, faith-empowered life, the devil will go find somebody else to pick on because he doesn't pick on strong people. He picks on... I mean, he's like a roaring lion. Creeping around, walking around, looking to see who he can devour. That just lets me know he can't devour anybody. He can't, man, that's so good. He can't devour, he can't devour just anybody. There, he's got to look around and find who he can. And he can't you if you're word-focused and you're faith-empowered. He just can't. Some y'all need to, y'all need to fire it up a little bit. 
the word will work for you when you're excited about it. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will be done. It will be done. It will be done. Now, obviously, you know, here he's, he's talking about, I mean, do you have any mountainous problems in your life? You got any mountains in your life? I mean, big things in your life that you're, they're just standing there, and I mean, it's just like, boom. right in front of you. I mean, just big, just big. And you, and you, have you ever walked up to the foot of a mountain? Well, you start in the foothills, and I mean, then you're looking up like that. Those things are big, <laughs> and they're rock. And he said, you could say to it, be moved. And if you had faith and you didn't doubt, guess what? It's going to move. Are y'all doing okay? All right. We, we got one more point, but I got one more point in this point. In Mark 11... Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said it like this. That's Matthew. Okay, let's get on over here to Mark. Verse 23 says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So, you know, people, they, they turn this scripture every which way around, turn it upside down, they twist it all around, and it just says, well, you know, we have faith in God. Well, you, of course he said have faith in God, but he's not just talking about having faith in God, he's talking about you having faith in what you say. Yeah, right. That if you believe what you say will be done, it will be done. I didn't make that up. Jesus said that. He said, if you have, if, assuredly I say to you, whoever shall say to this mountain, to this problem, to this debt, to this cancer, to this situation, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes in his heart, what's going to happen? What do you say? He shall have whatever he says. And so it's important. And so this, here's the lesson here. To live in faith-empowered life, you've got to watch your words. You, you, can't just let, you just can't let everything... You need to believe God for a filter... It's kind of like right here. <laughs> and, and things come, you just can't say every unbelieving, doubtful, whining thought that comes to your mind. You've got, you got, you got to grit your teeth and you've got to say what you believe. Everybody say, I'm going to live a faith-empowered life. Which means you have to live a word-focused uh, word life. And then number three, number three, we're going to live 
a spirit-led life. So you're word-focused, faith-empowered, and spirit-led. And all of these are a lifestyle. All of these are a lifestyle. And so we need to, I mean, and I say we, I mean, this is what, I, this is what I'm going to do, is just really hone in on this. Heard somebody say it like this one time. You know, before you start the day, God has something he wants to say. And so what, living a spirit-led life, man, we're just always getting our direction from God. We're always following him. We're always obeying him. We're always doing what he said to do, whether it looks like, like we can or we can or it doesn't make sense or whatever. We're going to follow him. But in order to do that, you've got to be word-focused because the Holy Spirit will always lead you. within the confines and within the boundaries of this word. That's why you need to know it. And a lot of times he'll speak a scripture to your heart. Well, if you don't know it's a scripture, <laughs> how are you going to know it's him? That's why you need to read your Bible every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These are the maturing ones of God. How many of you want to be Spirit-led? Let me tell you, if we were Spirit-led 100% of the time, if we were Spirit-led 100% of the time, and we can be. You would never be at the wrong place at the right time. Or ever how you want to say it. And if in our past, if we would have just, if we would have been led by the Spirit, there's been a lot of roads we didn't go down. There's a, there'd been a lot of trouble that we would not have experienced. There had been a lot of stuff that we didn't get into, a lot of relationships that we didn't get into, a lot of money we wouldn't have spent, a lot of cars we wouldn't have bought, a lot of pools we wouldn't have put in our backyard. I mean, just... If... But you know what I found? Let me get in here so I can look at y'all real close and we'll... We'll get this thing going, but this is what I found. I want what I want. And that's dangerous. I want what I want. I can know good and well that the Holy Spirit said, mm, don't buy that car. Don't put in that pool. Y'all heard my pool story, didn't you? We was going to put a water feature in our backyard. Like a like a bird bath <laughs> and a slickster. Oh, just for a little bit more money, I can put a pool in for you. 
a little bit more than a couple of hundred dollars, right? <laughs> well, you know, a little bit more money. So that's, I mean, that's, that's water under the bridge and everything. Water in the pool sometimes. But you understand what I'm saying. God doesn't want you in trouble. He doesn't want tragedy in your life. Oh, now, Pastor Chuck, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Of course they do. Don't have to. Oh, Pastor Chuck, everything, you know, people quote these things like it's a Bible verse. You know, Pastor Chuck, like the Bible says, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Y'all heard? You know, that's not a Bible verse either. Somebody gets in a car wreck, gets injured or worse. Well, you know, I did it, but everything happens for a reason. God fell off your pants and fell off your hamburger. You weren't looking at the road. I mean has nothing to do with God. Sometimes people are just stupid. I mean, really, I mean, really and truly, sometimes, it, well, I don't know why God allowed that to happen. God didn't allow that. You, of course, well, he allowed it to happen, I guess, but he didn't cause it to happen. It was you on your phone. I, and, and I got to watch out for you. I gotta watch the road for me and you. Everybody say spirit led. Spirit led. Spirit, man, most people don't know anything about this. Most people they're they're led by circumstances, led by opportunities, led by four red cars that goes by their house. That's not spirit-led. God leads you on the inside. That's where the Holy Spirit lives. He lives on the inside of you, and he bears witness with your spirit, and he wants to lead you and guide you every step of your life like that. And he wants to lead you in good paths and down the best path for your life. But you'll have to be attentive. You'll have to want this. You'll have to crave this. You'll have to wake up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, lead me. And it's a walk of faith because you say, it, sometimes it's not just like clear as a bell. You just have to you, you follow peace in your heart. And you're, you, you follow that peace. And, and if it starts something, just kind of getting, mm, 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 mm. When it's velvety and peaceful, you go with it. You start getting, slow down. Everybody say, word focused. Faith empowered. Spirit led. I'm just telling you. Some of you half asleep. So you, you will have to. CD or something. Because when 
Some of us are walking in the fullness. How'd y'all do that? Oh, you remember that Wednesday night when Pastor Chuck preached too long? And you were sleeping? That's how we got it. You were asleep. Here's the CD. I mean, whatever. Everybody say, word focused. Faith empowered. Spirit led. Word focused. Faith empowered. Spirit led. Word focused. Faith empowered. Spirit led. That's me. That's who I am. Y'all quit clapping and keep saying it. Keep saying, say, that's who I am. That's how I live. That's how I'm going to live all year long. Word focused. I'm going to read my Bible. Faith empowered. I'm going to watch my words. Spirit led. I'm going to check in with God all day, every day. I'm looking for him and I'm following him. Mm. And if we, if we, I, I, you know, I, I even got a stronger witness that what he said is right. I can't wait. This it's right. What he wants to, you see, God, he, he's always, he's, he's working in us. He, he works in us and he, he moves us along step by step and he adds to us and he puts something in us and he moves us and he moves us. Why? Because he's always trying to get us to the better. To the better, to the better, to the better, to the fullness. Okay. Y'all said y'all, y'all, y'all in, right? So if y'all hear me whining and complaining, just give me a Holy Ghost. Slap across the mouth. This is serious. All right? Y'all stand with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we magnify you. And Lord, just knowing you, there's so much more on the other side of this than even what you've shown me, the little that you've shown me. And the little that you've shown me is, (laughs) I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited. But there's so much more than that because that's who you are. So Lord, I ask that you show us, you teach us, you remind us, you alert us to be word-focused, to live our life of faith and be led by your Holy Spirit. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Anyone in here, you've never given your whole heart and your whole life to Jesus. Just unite. I'm going to only look one time. I'm going to only ask once. You don't have to come to the front. All you have to do is just raise your hand. We'll pray for you. Just raise it right now. Anyone in here? Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. I'm only doing this once. All right.
spoken across the room. I thank you for those two who lifted your hand. Let's all pray this prayer, especially those who lifted your hand. Pray this from your heart. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Change me. Make me new. I thank you that for the power of your Holy Spirit, recreating me and making me a brand new person. Amen. 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 Church, let's give these a real big hand. All right.